Hello, everybody, and welcome to the one and only Ollie with yours truly and my co-host Fern, the colorful commentator. Good evening, everyone. How are you tonight, Ollie? I'm good. Rough day at work today, though. Yeah, it was a pretty long day today as well. Yeah, although it was really cold. A lot of eventful things happened today in Miami. Absolutely. Very tragic. If everyone has heard about the tragic events that occurred over at the Florida International University, the bridge collapsing. I know. I, I was I was very worried because I know so many people that go through that street. I had to call everybody and be like, hey, are you okay? Are you okay? That was the majority of my day. I think that's probably why it was so long. And I think uh, you agree with me. A lot of uh, thoughts and prayers go out to the families and friends of the uh, victims of this tragic event. Yes, definitely. We don't know the numbers yet, but we're waiting just like everybody else to see what happened, why it happened. You know, we'll talk about that a little later on as we get more information. Um, but for now, I wanted to talk about the reality of perception. Okay. I notice a lot that I could be wearing something one day and I decide I want to get, you know, dressed up and I want to do my hair, my makeup and, and, you know, just look good, you know? And people automatically respond to that as soon as, like, I walk through the door, like, oh, you look so nice today. Are you going out? Uh, what's going on? I mean, and I mean, at, on, on some level, I'm like, well, thank you. But on another level, I'm like, wait, what the hell are you saying about the other days of the week? <laughs> like, you know, I, I and, and, you know, I have curly hair, so sometimes I have my hair curly. Other times I have my, my hair straight. I feel like it's my... My alter ego, Sasha Fierce version of me, you know, because um, I can have two different looks. Right. So, so basically, what you're saying is, when people comment on the look, it's sort of like telling you, you you're a bum four days out of the week, but that one day you know how to clean up. Is that what we're getting at? I, I mean, I don't know. I guess it's all in the way that you perceive it, right? So, I, I started thinking about that, and and I started to apply it to my life. Because it is true what they say, that you should dress for success. Now, for those out there that do not know me, <laughs> I don't dress like a bum every day. I actually have very good style. And I'd like to think great taste in shoes, but that's just because I love shoes. And I noticed as I look around me that people in my workplace, for instance, and I work for a corporate company, you know, a Fortune 200 company, so they're very structured and so i don't know if it has to do with the environment per se but i do notice that people in particular positions and and executives and things like that they always dress up absolutely absolutely um i do work also in the corporate environment i work for a fortune 500 company and a key example just to piggyback on what you're saying is there was i'm gonna say a fellow co-worker i'm not gonna give out names but not to harp on his look he would come to work in short sleeve shirts showing off some tattoos something that really doesn't fit the corporate environment or at least they kind of frown upon it but on a silent way me and him had a conversation regarding that that he wanted to move up he wanted to get noticed not only because of his performance and he started dressing up putting on the shirt and tie and looking great folks started to look his way folks started seeing that he can clean up they no longer viewed what he had on his arms, but what he was wearing on top of his arms. In other words, a long sleeve shirt, always looking sharp, and it complemented his work. 
should it be that way? No, I think that's bullshit. You know, I think it does not reflect the intellectual capacity of a human being to be a professional in any work environment. But with that being said, and just take this with a grain of salt, I do think that you are judged on a regular basis on what you wear, not just in the workplace, but also outside of work. And, And I'll give you a perfect example. If I see a guy out in the street, you know, I'm out for coffee, whatnot, and I see him dressed like a bum, I will immediately be turned off and I will not want to approach him or talk to him. And now that I'm, that, you know, I am in a serious relationship, I'm engaged and I I found someone to be with, I told him the first thing that I noticed about you when I saw you was the way you dressed. Well, I wouldn't think that you wanted to be approaching any other guy being that you're (laughs) in a relationship and especially that uh, your hubby-to-be knows martial arts and he can definitely break people. Oh, no, 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 he does not. (laughs) Stop upselling him. I like him. (laughs) No, but, but honestly, it was the first thing that I noticed about him and it's that first impression, you know, that you get from someone whether it be at an interview whether it be at a social gathering whether you're just out on the street you know looking cute dressed to impress dressed to impress and it, and, to it, impress. and it gives off a perception of who you are you know if I, and and i i do this sometimes even at department stores i love doing this i love dressing up like a bum you know wear either shorts or wear my chancletas for all of you that are not from Miami. That's my sandals, the my flip flops, the, you know, and I like, you know, just having my hair up in a bun, just messy and going into really high end department stores to see how I'm going to be treated. And every single time the salesperson will not even greet me, will not look at me, will not offer me any help. The few rare times that I have had someone approach me to help me with anything, I have honestly bought something from them just because they were kind enough to treat me as a human being and not as a dollar sign based on what I'm wearing. So basically what you're saying, you had a pretty woman incident occur every time you go there. I do, but I love it. I do it on purpose though. I do it on purpose to test the level of service that, that I get from that particular retailer. Okay. Okay. It makes makes perfect sense. It's ne- I've never noticed that, but then again, I never leave the house uh, not prepared. I always try to look sharp. I always tell every guy, if you leave your house in shorts, slides, and socks, you failed yourself, you failed the world. No, 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 calm down now. I said I only do this to do it on purpose to test. Relax. So you go out in slides and socks? Relax. No, 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 not all that. I mean, you Does know. Does your hubby go out in slides I have to show socks? off the petty. I have to show off the petty. I don't pay my nail lady every week for me to be walking around not showing them. Let's ask the audience. Do you go out with uh, sliders? Or slides and socks? No. We gotta know. He likes sneakers, though. That's perfectly fine. I always, like I said, I always tell every young guy. He doesn't count. (laughs) He doesn't count? In his opinion, doesn't count? Well, he... he, I think he he looks good in everything, so he doesn't count. Right, I was about to say, he could wear a barrel and he's looking good. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, (laughs) And no homo stuff here. But, uh, like I say to every guy, don't leave your house in baggy shorts, slides, and socks. Okay, but I will say, as much as I use it to deter off salespeople that annoy me when I don't want to be annoyed. You don't want guys hitting on you. Um, no, um, I was going to say that I also do it 
to my advantage as well in terms of you want guys to pay for your clothes what i do not need a richard gear thank you i have a full-time okay. job gotcha that pays me well you're an independent woman i didn't say all that let's 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 rewind gotcha. you know don't 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 let the hubby hear you saying that you know he needs he needs to feel needed gotcha anyways no but i also do use it to my advantage when i want to make connections and network with people you know professional environment a lot of times i will you know um dress up on certain events or or things that happen you know a little bit more over what i normally do just so that you know when i have these events and i and i bump into people i can make a good first impression and it has worked it has worked throughout my career being able to advance just based off of that which is really silly because i mean that does that really have to be a measurement of my capacity in any job it shouldn't but it is reality it is the perception of reality it's it's what the corporate environment wants for those of you out there that believe and i've heard this being said all the time i'm not sure if you've heard it in your corporate job but most guys that don't want to dress up and, I, and again i know this show is for women but me being the co-host I like to put my input and my thoughts on what guys also see. I always hear it all the time that guys that don't want to dress up, don't want to throw on the shirt and tie, that they're selling out. Well, if you don't want to make money and you want to stay you know, stagnating, then don't sell out. I mean, all I'm saying is you can shape your reality to be whatever you want it to be based on the perception that you portray to people. I really honestly don't see it as you're selling out or you're being somebody that you're not. You're you're not being somebody fake. You are using your wits and your talents and your abilities to get to where you want to be. You know, if that means that I need to dress up and put high heels on and put my makeup on and look flawless, then so be it. And at the end of the day, I love looking good. It, it, it motivates me. It makes me feel good when I look good. Now, what I will say is that there are also times when I don't want to do that. When I purposely dress down based on where I'm going, such as when I go to the mall and I don't want to be bothered by salespeople, you know, or hitting on you. you just want to throw that in there for my fiance. <laughs> no, he needs to know. Well, that he, I may be off the market, but that doesn't mean that I'm not, you know, a people, high commodity. That people can't can still look at the menu. Exactly. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. He should always be reminded, okay, of what he has. And speaking of relationships, since you want to bring it up so much, I do think that it is important to also shape the perception that you give off. Um, when involved in any relationship, both romantic and just your interpersonal relationships with other people. I guess if you see, if you look around yourself, right, if you look around your environment, and this is something that I do all the time, I'm always people watching, right. you know, you will see that the reason why people form groups, form cliques, tribes, you know, tribes, whatever you want to call it, is because of common threads and sometimes that translates into what you wear how you talk common interests and these are all shaped by perceptions of what they get out of you 
based on, let's say, you know, I'm, I'm somewhere social, I'm at a bar, you know, and I look around, I'm going to gravitate towards people that are dressed more like me. I'm not going to go, to go and necessarily approach the guy that's on the corner by himself, that has a hoodie on, you know. Right, that's moping. That's in the corner, I'm, moping. I'm going to be like, man, this guy's emo. I can't approach him. <laughs> do people even use that word anymore? I don't know if they do or they don't, okay? But I'm going to use it for as long as I can. Gotcha. But, you know, I, I'm going to maybe gravitate towards someone that is sort of speak more my alley and that's just a perception based on what that person may be wearing based on how social or how non-social they are you know based on what i see it is not necessarily the truth but it is my reality because i already perceive this person as somebody that i will get along with just based off of those tiny little things and it works like that in the relationships that you form with friends i will not necessarily be friends with somebody because of the way that they may speak you know and and that's just because of the environment that i'm in i know that i cannot necessarily be around this person all the time because a i may also catch on to whatever they do you know because like and like and it's something that you know your parents probably told you at some point that you know um dime con quien andas y te diré quien eres which I guess loosely translated is tell me who you're with and I'll tell you who you are. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And at a young age, I was like always very social, always a social butterfly, always getting in trouble for talking too much. <laughs> Funny. And you don't talk a lot. Never, never. And, um, but yeah, and my, and my mom would always remind me of that saying as, as to say, you know, be careful who you hang out with because even though you may not be like that person, Everybody right, it's else the perception. You it's is the perception. Going to think that you are just based off of who you are around, and that becomes their reality, that person's reality. That may be judging you based off of that, you know. And and it could be a complete lie. You could be polar opposites to the people that you hang around right. with. Right, right. It's, it's it's the uh, the perception that you're giving to people, the impression you're giving people. If you're say a good person, I'm gonna go with this. I believe everybody's good. But you choose somebody that really isn't that good, you hang out with them, and the first thing people are going to say if they know that other person is, oh, why is this person hanging out with XYZ? You know, this person's done this, done that. Why are Joe or, or Schmo hanging out with him? Right, right. And I mean, as I got older and, and I started to take my career a little bit more seriously and I started to, um, you know, build more goals for myself and, and right. decide that, you know, I wanted to climb up the corporate ladder or I wanted to have more influential friends. I decided and I made a conscious decision to shape my reality, shape what I want to be my reality, you know, because I didn't come from the best neighborhood. I, you know, didn't have all the opportunities that a lot of the kids around me had. Sometimes, you know, I would feel out of place because I didn't have the latest sneakers. My mom couldn't afford the latest sneakers. Same here, same here. You know, and I was teased in school because, you know, I I would always wear my hair in a bun and I would always be more of a tomboy. And, you know, I grew up with two brothers. You know, I come from a big family, so I have two brothers, I have two sisters, but I would always gravitate more with the boys. So I'd always get myself in trouble. Go hang with the boys right. and just be one of the guys, you know. So as I 
as I got older and I started to interact with more people mm-hmm. and I started to change the things that I wanted just based on, you know, what was around me and what I wanted and didn't want, I started to realize that I didn't have to be stuck in, in the life that I was given. You right. Know? You could change it. I, I could change it. And everybody can change their reality. Just because you went through something bad or you didn't have the best childhood or you, you know, you didn't have the, the opportunities that other people have doesn't mean that that has to be your reality for life. That can be your story, but you don't have to tell that story to yourself every day so that you stay stuck in that reality. Right. And most people do get stuck. Most people are afraid of success, believe it or not. Some people have fear of success. And there's, it's an old saying that I always go by. See him who is diligent and skilled stand before kings and not the average men. In other words, work towards your change. Work towards where you want to go. Don't just stay in one situation because people believe you should stay there. Yeah. Just because you decide that you want to change your reality doesn't mean that you will have to leave people that you love behind. A lot of people make the mistake of saying, well, no, I, you know, I, I, I don't necessarily want to be that successful because I'm going to lose people around me that, you know, have been there for me through, through the thick and thin, that have always looked out for me, have my back, you know, and those are the things that they tell themselves to, to keep themselves from growing, not realizing that if that person really does have your back and if that person really does have that place in your life it doesn't matter how much you grow they will either grow with you or they will be your biggest cheerleader absolutely but they will not hold you back from growing and and deciding to change where you are today and and they will see that vision with you and they will help you if they can absolutely. in any way yeah absolutely absolutely and as you keep growing you're going to find yourself in situations where you're going to attract haters that is just the nature of success you know as you start to develop yourself whether it's in your personal in your romantic or in your professional life you're going to start to attract negativity from people that don't want to see you succeed right and it's in those times that somebody could maybe spread a rumor about you and you know gossip about you just because they don't like to see you succeed now you can either let this rumor become a fact, you know, just based on the fact that it's like a telephone game. I say it to you. I was just thinking that right now. I was going to say rumors are like the telephone game, but in real life. Yeah. I say something to you. Hey, you know, such and such. is. I saw her the other day and she did X, Y, and Z. And then right. you go on to somebody else and you say that about them because it's just word vomit of a new thing that you can talk about with another human being, you know? And it's things like that that can be dangerous if you are not prepared and if you are not um, ready for things to to come up like that. In my personal opinion, I I have always found when when rumors have been circling around that sometimes it is best not to feed into the rumor by trying to defend yourself so hard. Right. And just show through your actions, through the way that you carry yourself, that there is no way that what that person is saying about you 
can be true because look how she presents herself look how she talks look how she um you know it, it greets people treats people and this is all part of the reality that you start to create as you define what it is that you want in your life it's it's like that old saying uh actions speak louder than words uh you know let your actions show not the words you know that people are spreading about you uh i think long time ago aerosmith uh wrote a song on purpose because everybody was uh talking bad about them so they wrote a song called let the music do the talking <laughs> to demonstrate to everybody how great they were because uh they were stellar performers back in the 70s and in the mid 80s they they were saying they were all washed up and that's why they wrote that song you guys can look it up yeah and i think it's the same with celebrities now you know whenever there's rumors and gossips a lot of times their pr will not make a comment right away they'll let the celebrity continue to live their life and through either social media posts or you know different things that they're doing they will show that particular rumor was not true now are there times when you should face a rumor head on yes i do think that there are times in special circumstances because if a person with enough credibility is trying to spread that rumor Boom. then you need to address it head on especially in social media how how credible is a rumor on social media with all the trolls that are out there Oh my God. Is it really credible? Do re people really believe the rumors based on the trolls that are out there? Because I'm not going to lie. I, I get on social media and I'm kind of a troll. There is power in numbers sometimes. And, and that is the biggest problem in social media. Right. You know, is, is people bandwagoning and, and joining in on the, on the trolling. Right. I mean, and not to steer the conversation political, but like Richard Spencer said, if the president poured Russian dressing on his salad, he's colluding with the Russians. So it's like a, another type of rumor. Am I right? I mean, I'm not going to go that way, but I'm trying to use an example for our audience to understand what, what we're trying to say. At the end of the day, the only person that you have to answer to is yourself. Absolutely. There isn't anybody else that you need to prove yourself to or that you need to you know, prove wrong. Can you use that as fuel and as motivation to keep going forward? Yes. Definitely. I do it all the time. You know, the more people talk smack about me or, you know, the more people hate on me, the more that I am fueled to continue to do what I do because I know that it's working. That's when you know it's working. When people start to pick on you and, and you know, they start to look for ways to sabotage you, it is because they are so miserable that they need to stomp on somebody else's success. Absolutely. Let, let me let me you know jump on the bandwagon on that one. I'm going to use another classic example in Tiger Woods. I read an article about a couple of days ago saying Tiger had a great performance previous Sunday. Some of you that follow golf and some of you don't. Uh, it was a Vaspar uh, tournament. He had a stellar performance. And the article that came out the next day was, is Tiger Woods good for business? Well, Tiger Woods was always good for business. It's just that everybody decided to jump in on his marital affairs, which is really nobody's business. Yeah, he is a public figure, but let's not forget, he's still a person, and what he does behind closed doors is actually his business, not the world. And the media, just thirsty for a scandal, jumped on it, and people jumped on it too. Well, we'll talk about relationships on another episode, because there's definitely a lot of things that I could say with regards to that situation. 
um, both pros and cons. Well, but the point that I was getting at is that everybody now are saying since he's winning again and he's doing fantastic out there. Well, he hasn't won a tournament, but he's looking like his own self, his his old self playing out there. So now people are saying, "Oh, is he good for business?" Why are they saying that? Because a lot of his sponsors dropped him like dead weight when he was ringing in millions for them. Yeah, because he gave off a perception that he was not a good stand-up guy because of what he did to his wife, which brings up the next point. Do you think that, you know, things that you do on your everyday life affect your relationships? If you did a mistake in the past and maybe you maybe you cheated in the past, you know, and and you learned from it, you moved on, but now I've never cheated. <laughs> I'm just giving you an example. Absolutely. You know, maybe you did something that that person that you're dating is totally against. I don't know. For all we know, that person loves animals and you wore fur in the past. And you were not, you know, somebody that really stood up for that. And now you meet somebody and you feel like they're the love of your life. And, you know, this person's like pro PETA. Or wearing a woman's panties or something like that. Is that what you're getting at? Oh no, that is another show. That is for another show. That is not for this one. Do you feel that that affects you? Do you? Uh, yeah, it can affect you. So I know I know you're saying that the vibe that he gave off because it was put out in the open that he was cheating on his wife is that yeah, he's bringing in millions, but he wasn't a good guy. He wasn't he what he did uh, was not correct. And and and, and again, right. when do I don't, you see golf players in a in a scandal? I mean, really. Golf and the sport of golf, for the most part, is is involving people and and public figures that are pretty much squeaky clean in sense of you Very never wholesome. hear about their personal life. Right. You never hear about a scandal from them, you know. And then to have that, okay. And and I'm gonna just put this out there. It may piss some people off, but it's the truth. On top of the fact that he had this scandal, he is also an african-american in golf and the reality is there's not that many of them out there well there is now well but back then it was back unheard then of when that scandal was going on it really wasn't well well let, let so me rephrase he had that the stack he had things already stacked up against him and then now to have this scandal i, I don't think I, that that helped his image i see what you're saying but there was african-americans playing already in golf there really was but there wasn't any at the level that he is in but there was already guys playing in the tour. But I see what you're saying. I know what you're saying. To have that kind of scandal, uh, being that kind of environment, definitely didn't didn't look good for him. You know, and unfortunately, as a public figure, he is representing a minority that, like you said, is, is not a minority that is in that level of sportsmanship that he was in at that time. Do I think that, you know, it could be because they're not getting enough opportunities out there? Yeah, I think okay. so. But, you know, this scandal didn't help that. So my question now to you is, talking about perception, knowing that you know now about Tiger, his redemption, playing now, if you had a multi-million dollar company, would he be good for your business? It depends what my business stands for. doesn't matter. You had No, uh, it does matter because it's my business. So if it's my business, there has to be a brand and, and an idea attached to it. Any business Clothing apparel. There, right. And clothing apparel, they all t have a target market. They all have a target consumer. So if it's if my target consumer is women, Tiger Woods is not going to be somebody that's going to be no, good he's for not, the image he's, of the he's, company. He's not going to wear a woman's blouse, but let's say no, you, but, you, you know, cater to men. Maybe, okay, but maybe he 
it depends on the demographic. Who who are my consumers? Right. That's the question that I ask to you as as a business person. If if Tiger Woods, based on his scandal, was going to hurt my business in a significantly negative way, right? Then yes, I would have to drop him as a client. Now. Let's say I had a business that was not affected by that scandal because it has nothing to do with, with any, any of his personal life. Then no, I would keep him because he may be a cheater, but he's still one of the greatest golfers out there. Absolutely. You know, so he's the best golfer one out there. thing doesn't have to do with the other. But again, it's reality. The reality is what perception is he giving to the world? Whatever perception he's given out there is what the world is going to believe is what encompasses him as a whole. Right. I got you. I got you. It's a sad thing. It's a sad truth. But nope. Right. But he Unfortunately, with the with the way things are, you couldn't separate the scandal with the business that you're representing. You it just It just couldn't make your company look good. You couldn't. But you know what? It's the job of the PR to turn it around and change Damage the control. perception. Damage control. To the reality. You know, change that perception. Because, yes, he cheated on his wife, okay? They could have done a lot of um, press and media for him. What? To they show, actually did. To show his, you know, his soft side, his humanitarian side. To show that, you know, he's not a bad guy. He made a mistake. How many, how many basketball players and football players have we seen that have made a mistake and then they finally, you know, come around and they, they don't lose their, their contracts? Right, right. Again, the name of the game, folks, is the perception that you give off Definitely. and the things that you do. Yeah, and I think that you as an individual have control of that. You can shape it based on what your goals are. I encourage everyone to, you know, take a moment to reflect on what it is that you want. Take action towards that. Right. To shape it into what you want. I agree. You know, those are my parting thoughts to you. <laughs> I agree 100%. Okay, well, that wraps up this episode. And um, if you like what you're hearing, follow me on Twitter at the one and only Ollie. And uh, also check out uh, iTunes and SoundCloud. Um, and you, if you really want to know what I think on a lot of these topics, you can also go to www.theoneandonlyolly.com and check out the blog. Also, guys, if you like the show, subscribe and leave a rating. That's how we be able to produce more content and leave comments of what you guys want to hear, what topics you want us, us to discuss. Yeah, I definitely want to hear what you guys have to say about you know, all the things that we've been discussing. And if there's anything on your mind that you would like us to touch up on, please let us know. All right. Till the next time.